Good morning, everyone. Welcome back to the Morning Dump, a fantasy baseball podcast. Hey, welcome back to the Week 24 Report. Wow, I cannot believe the fantasy baseball season is coming to an end. This is going to be the final weekly report of the 2022 baseball season. And let me tell you, it has been a genuine pleasure putting this pod together for everybody listening. Thanks again for tuning in. Congrats to you if you won your league, and good luck to you if you're starting the finals this week. I ended up beating Matt Hayon in the morning dump final. My buddy from my frat whooped me in the finals of that league. I advanced to the finals in one of my two semifinal matchups, so I've got a little action ahead this week. And in my Dynasty League, I capped off the most epic two-week final I've ever been a part of. We were back and forth all week, and for reference, in this points league, a good day is scoring around 100 points. At one point, I had a 150-point lead. At one point, so did my opponent. He held that 150-point lead just a few days before the end of the matchup, and the final score ended up being 1,331 to 1,328. Three-point game. Heading into yesterday evening's Yankees-Red Sox game, all of our players are finished except for my Brayon Bayo, as I'm sitting down by six points heading into the game. Bayo... He's sitting 4.2 innings deep with two men on base, fresh off a mound visit, and our fantasy matchup is now tied. He's looking at a full count against Oswald Cabrera. Oswaldo, excuse me. And he strikes him out! Yo, that was completely epic! He ended up coming back out for the sixth inning before the rain delay to seal the deal. But holy crap, that was exhilarating. The kind of fantasy experience you just live for. I would love to hear about any epic matchups you've had in your fantasy baseball playoffs. So please hit me up, tweet me, slide in the DMs at Morning D Fantasy. But enough on that. I got you on some very spicy streams of the week. For the last time in 2022. Monday, September 26th. Looking at Jordan Lyles of Baltimore at Boston, around 13% off. Despite getting absolutely shelled in his last two outings versus Boston, going just 7.2 innings with 12 earned runs, there's a legitimate case to run Lyles as your pitching streamer on Monday. Dating back to July 7th, he's won 50% of his starts, 7 out of 14. The 31-year-old righty from Hartsville, South Carolina, has been sharp in those wins too. Five of them were quality starts, and three came in the last five outings, including his latest, which was a complete game gem. He had a sixth quality start among those 14, which ended in a no decision too. Now let's look at nine of those 14 starts, in which Lyles gave up under four earned runs. He tossed 58.1 innings pitched, with a 1.71 ERA, and a 1.183 whip. That was a 9 out of 14. 
It's certainly a risky play, but Baltimore is looking at must-win games the rest of the way if they want to keep their playoff chances alive. I like Lyles to carry the momentum from his nine-inning gem into this one. It helps that his opponent, Connor Seabold of Boston, has been awful too. Beware, though, in weekly leagues, he's lined up to face the Yankees on Saturday. Tuesday, September 27th, looking at Joey Wentz of Detroit at home versus KC, around just 3% owned. We're speaking about a very small sample size here, 23 innings since his debut, but the 2016 first-round pick has pitched very well so far. He's earned two wins and five starts, one of them quality, with a 3-1-3 ERA, .957 whip, while holding batters to a 193 average, 539 OPS, 239 WOBA, 231 Babbitt, and 25.3 hard contact percentage. Although the rookie doesn't qualify in any stat, those numbers rank among the best in the league for actively starting pitchers. In a deeper league, I would trust him for good ratios and points as a pitching streamer. The Detroit Bats have a good chance of lining him up for a W against Zach Ranke in this one too. He's projected to face off with Minnesota on Sunday. Wednesday, September 28th. Dean Creamer back to the Baltimore-Boston series, around 18% owned. Creamer, another Baltimore pitcher, coming off a complete game. And his came against Houston. The former top 10 prospect of the Baltimore farm has put together a bit of a breakout season here. He's improved numbers across the board, notably with an 8-5 record, 307 ERA, 1-2-2-4 whip, 6.2 walk percentage, and 11.8 swinging strike percentage. Creamer's also limiting batters to a 685 OPS, eating just 15.48 pitches per inning on the year. Although he doesn't qualify with just 114.1 innings on the year, both of those numbers rank among the top 25 for qualified starting pitchers. Another positive note on Creamer, in his last 10 starts, he's given up over three earned runs just once, with six out of 10 ending in a quality start and or win. He lines up to face Toronto on Monday. Thursday, September 29th, Cody Morris of Cleveland at home versus Tampa, around 7% owned. The rookie out of the University of South Carolina gets back-to-back -back rights on the pitching streamer list. Since debuting, he's made five starts, 20.2 innings, sporting an excellent 2.18 ERA, having not given up over two runs once yet. Morris earned his first win in his latest start at Texas and his first quality start in the outing prior against Minnesota. The 25-year-old righty boasts an electric 14.5 swinging strike percentage, helping him punch out nearly a batter per inning so far, while limiting hard contact very well to 23.6%. Although his whip looks high right now at 1.452, don't be concerned. It was inflated early. In his past two outings, he's kept it to a 1.182, over 11 innings. Cleveland's hot, and we all know their reputation for developing pitchers. Morris could be the next to step up. He's got Casey on the final day of the regular season, following Wednesday. Friday, September 30th. Looking at my guy Graham Ashcraft of Cincy at the Chicago Cubs. Around 10% owned. After returning from over a month IL stint, Ashcraft, he got torched by Milwaukee last week. Four earned runs in just four innings. 
He's a risky pitching streamer on Friday, and I'd only run him if you're desperate. But with that said, the 24-year-old from Huntsville, Alabama, has put together a great rookie year. Ash is sporting the league's 10th best 55.8 ground ball percentage, 33rd best 5.4 walk percentage, with a 4.18 ERA, and his peripherals, 3.95 XERA, 4.01 FIP, 3.92 XFIP, all suggest a solid finale to his rookie campaign. Ashcraft has averaged 5.2 innings per start on the year, with 97 innings thrown across 17 starts. Prior to the IL stint, he had thrown a quality start in four of his past five, with the fifth being 5.2 innings. He's definitely one that I think will be a steal late on draft day. Keep an eye on this guy in the offseason. He, too, projected to face off against the Cubs again on the final day of the regular season. Saturday, October 1st, looking at Michael Grove of the Dodgers at home versus Colorado, around 5% owned. Another rookie pitching streamer for the deep leagues can find him in Grove. The 25-year-old out of Wheeling, West Virginia, he doesn't have the prettiest numbers since debuting, but in his last three starts, he's gone five innings each, posting a 3-6 ERA, 1-1-3-3 whip with 14 strikeouts and a win. That's a solid run across the three games. Came against a hot young Arizona lineup back-to-back, followed by the NL Central's first-place Cardinals. Dude's backed up by the Dodger lineup, and he's got a good shot to walk away with his second career win, squaring up against Colorado's inconsistent Kyle Freeland. Sunday, October 2nd, Dr. Dre Jameson of Arizona at San Fran, around 23% owned. I mean, is this the pitching streamer list or the rookie highlight reel? I don't know. (laughs) In the final week of the season, it's hard to tell, as many teams, whether they're struggling with injuries or just seeing what they have in the farm, are rolling out the young guns. Jameson is the next first-year player to crack the list, and as you can see from his ownership percentage, he's made more noise than his peers so far, not only because of the cool name. It's been three starts, 18.1 innings, and he owns a .99 ERA and 1.036 whip with 17 Ks, two wins, and two quality starts. Granted, again, very small sample, but he's only allowed free passes 4.1% of the time, which is 10th in the league, generating ground balls 60% of the time, which is 4th in the league, and he's throwing upper 90s velo with respectable strikeout numbers. Dude's got a 24.5K percentage, 28.8 CSW percentage, and 12.0 swinging strike percentage. He's likely only available in the shallower leagues, but he's worth a look. Monday, October 3rd. Looking at Hayden Westneski of the Cubs at Cincy, around 13% owned. The 24-year-old Houston native, also a rookie has been phenomenal across his first 22 innings in the bigs. After appearing in relief in his first two outings, he started his last two, finishing both with quality starts, pitching into the seventh both times. On the year, he's now tallied a 2-1 record with a 2-4-5 ERA, .818 whip, and 24 punchouts. Another small sample, but he is sporting the league's 19th best 28.6K percentage, and 14th best 21.4 hard contact percentage. Dude helped me win a finals match last week, and I would not hesitate to roll him out again as the Cubs' number 12 prospect 
sees Philly earlier in the week on Wednesday, too. Tuesday, October 4th, second to last day of the season. Jose Quintana of St. Louis, revenge game at Pittsburgh, around 40% owned. I cannot in good conscience recommend any pitching streamer lesser owned who's projected to start on this Tuesday. So, I'll throw one for the shallower leagues. Also, this man just deserves a shout out. Since joining the cards, Quintana's been lights out. He's rocking a 3-1 record, 2-1-3 ERA, and 1.134 whip in his 54.2 innings with the club. Two of those wins came in the last four starts, a stretch in which he let up just two earned runs with a .671 whip, 21 Ks, and two quality starts. Man's on fire. I see him capping off the regular season with a strong revenge game in this one, and I wouldn't hesitate rolling him out in the shallowest of leagues. And lastly, the final day of the regular season, Wednesday, October 5th. I'm looking at the pitching streamer options available for this day, and I don't like any of them except for the aforementioned rookies, Cody Morris of Cleveland, facing off against Minnesota, and Graham Ashcraft of Cincy, looking at another one against the Cubs. These guys, pretty electric. If you're looking for somebody on Wednesday to help you put the nail in the coffin, i roll with one of them. Next up, I got you on a little pumper dump. The last one of the 2022 season. I've only got two guys for you today, but recent pumps still owned in only around 50% of leagues or less. Oscar Gonzalez, Elvis Andrus, Corbin Carroll, Luis Ranjifo, Gunnar Henderson, Tony Kemp. All these guys continuing to play very well. Power speed. Check them out if you need some bats. Every one of those dudes, I've owned some shares of them across my seven teams. And they helped me score five finals appearances. Two more names for you before we wrap this one up. I'm looking at Kansas City's Nate Eaton. Third base and outfield eligible, around just 5% owned. A rookie out of Chester, Virginia, he's on fire. Check out his last 30 days. He's slashing 349, 408, 442 with eight steals. And six of them came in the past two weeks. He's not a power guy. No homers in the past month. But he's got eight runs and seven ribbies. And those steals, I don't think you're finding more from anybody else on the wire as we head into the final week of the year. Other guy I'm looking at for the finals... Oswaldo Cabrera of the New York Yankees, second base and outfield eligible, around just 15% owned. The rookie out of Venezuela, also on fire. His past 15 days, he's slashing 309, 420, 667, with four biscuits, 12 runs, 13 RBIs, and he got his steal yesterday too. Very seriously considering running both of these guys over, say, Kemp, Potentially even Andrus. But a carefully selected collection of these pumps, along with pitching streamers, are the key to coming out on top in the finals. Once again, it has really been a pleasure making this podcast for fellow fantasy baseball fanatics. Hope I inspired somebody out there to shoot your shot on something in life that you've been dreaming of. 
because I've been thinking about doing this show for three years now. And it's felt like a great accomplishment sticking to it every week of the season. Good luck in your football, basketball, hockey, soccer, and whatever other fantasy seasons you're running. Hit me up any time in the offseason with questions about dynasty trades, keeper decisions, contract choices, and anything else. Definitely happy to talk about it. I'm going to try to line up some interviews for the offseason. And we'll be putting together some fun episodes here like player awards for the 2022 season and some bold predictions for next year. Might even drop a fantasy football or basketball report here or there throughout the season. So please hit that subscribe button and you'll get notified when they don't. That's all for the 2022 Fantasy Baseball Weekly Reports, folks. Congrats if you won it already. Good luck this week if you're still in it. And remember, can't have your coffee? Without the morning dump.